everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Bottomless Coffee. I'm your host, Jerome Evans, at Jerome T. Evans on Instagrams and other social medias. And today, we are going to be talking about caregiving, but in a little bit of a different way. Um, As we all know from our previous conversations with uh, Rachel, from as early as I believe episode two in the Love Labor Project, and then um, Aisha later on with Our Turn to Care. Uh, If we're lucky, then one day uh, our parents will be old enough to need to be taken care of by us. And uh, along those same lines, again, still lucky, uh, we will become old enough and we'll have someone to take care of us as well. Uh, And kind of interestingly, no one ever talks about it. No one ever thinks about it. But there are a lot of complications and issues uh, associated with growing older um, that one friend of mine is uh, really taking on in an interesting way. Her name is Christian Ross, and we worked together way back in the day. I will not tell you how long ago that was. Uh, But back when I was still doing real estate, um, she also has a real estate business that I, hopefully she will plug while we're on here. But what we're going to talk about today is happy talks. How are you, Christian? I am doing fantastic. How are you? Oh, I'm so excited that you're here. Uh, you've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, your Instagram is amazing. So go ahead and plug your Instagram now because it's it's so vibrant and so full of joy that I think people like need to see it. Sure. My Instagram is Christian Sold It. So Christian, S-O-L-D-I-T. Yes. That's your your real estate one. Um, We're going to talk about your company, Happy Talks, today. And I think it's so new that it doesn't even have a distinct Instagram yet. So we are on the ground floor. Oh, well, what's that one? That one, (laughs) it actually is, it's our Happy Talks. So, oh, you are Happy Talks. Okay. So, well, what is Happy Talks? So, Happy Talks, thanks for asking, Jordan. Happy yeah. Talks is, it's really the answer to loneliness with amongst older adults. We understand that right now, even if you're not a part of the sandwich generation where you have children and you're taking care of parents, mm. you are still, to me, we're all in a sandwich generation, whether or not we have children. You are sandwiched between your job, your volunteer responsibilities, life, and of course, if you are blessed to still have your parents, your parents. Mm. And and maybe, you know, your older aunt or some adult that you love that's older and you care for. So our goal is to have quality conversations that show those adults that we are listening to them, that we care. And then we report back to the family so they understand that their loved one talked to someone who's background checked who has a listening ear and is empathetic. Oh, that sounds really lovely. Um, and I don't know if this, if I can like intuit that there was a need for that. Like, how did you come across this need? Like, like is that, were you not able to talk to your, like your grandparents or? Well, it's funny because I actually, I, I don't have any living grandparents, which is very interesting because I, um, I'm around a lot of older people and uh, I, they are literally like my, my joy. I love talking to older people and just the wisdom that they carry. And I think our, 
our culture really emphasizes youth. And I get that. You want to stay young. You want to feel young. It's it's a remembrance at the same time. However, every day we grow older. And I think people just forget that. So for me, it was, I'm in real estate. I'm talking to clients. And I never really noticed until the pandemic when the market became absolutely crazy that people were emphasizing even more I cannot talk to my mother right now. I cannot oh. talk to my grandmother right now when they would call. And I heard it before, but the tone of it during the pandemic, they were so stressed. You know, people are going $100,000 over asking, basically giving their first born. Yeah. And, um, and so I just started asking questions like, how often, when's the last time you talked to your grandmother? Oh, it was like last week. And I'm like, do you mind opening your phone and like showing me the last time you talked to your grandmother? And then it was like five weeks ago, uh, six weeks ago. So it felt like yesterday, yeah. <laughs> but it was much longer. And so then that put me down the rabbit hole. I started talking to law enforcement, nurses, other people in healthcare, and uh, then started really looking at studies and just seeing that social isolation is associated with over $6.7 billion in care with Medicare. Oh. And, and that just blew my mind away. And so uh, it, it really was like, oh my gosh, if I could, I'm already, I feel like I deliver happy in real estate. If I could do yeah. that to families and be a life buffer and make people just feel listened to and heard and they can recount their stories from, you know, their quote unquote glory years, like it's a win, win, win. Okay. So, okay. You talked to clients, you were going through your clients' phones. Um, <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> uh, but what was it? So you talked to law enforcement as well. Like how did, how did they see social isolation as an issue or how does it come up in their day-to-day life? In, at least as far as the conversations that you had. Or yeah. The conversations were really the fact that people would call and then they would want to stay on the phone longer and have conversations. And so then they would direct them to a number, at least look, uh, luckily it was 511. So they would say, ma'am, you need to call 511. And so my first question to them was like, hey, what kind of calls do you get from older adults or, or people who are, um, you know, just in their homes and they're by themselves and they're older? And they would say a lot of times, which is very sad, it's some type of fraud. Hmm. So it's fraud with either contractors. Um, and so then, you know, there's, so much they could do, take a police report, but it was definitely very difficult. And then they said there were the people who just called to talk and said, hey, there's a tree branch that's, you know, in my backyard. Yeah. And I just think it needs to be taken down. And they're like, ma'am, like, and so he's like, he said, that's when you realize that people just want to talk. He said, because yeah. they would either call back and we would always direct them over to another, a non-emergency service. And he said, it was just very interesting, the, the police officers that I spoke with in regards to that. I think another interesting, like smaller insight there is that your clients would get the call and they wouldn't answer. But if someone calls the police or law enforcement, they have to answer. The they phone. have to answer. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, was and oh. I saw a company that is an alarm service that now offers calls as well locally in like Pennsylvania. And I I can only imagine, I've been waiting to call the owner, but I can only imagine it's because if something happens or whatever with the alarm and then wait a minute, well, I, while I have you on the phone, let's talk. (laughs) Right. Right. 
Okay, so that was, we, we did law enforcement. You said you also spoke with health, uh, people in healthcare? Yes, I spoke to people, nurses, doctors. I actually spoke to an advertising agency that specializes in, let's see, how do we put this, in dementia care marketing okay. for a local healthcare system. And they okay. also dealt with really anything with the, with aging um, and gerontology, they dealt with their marketing of their programs. So that was a whole different take on how they advertise yeah. um, and the ways to just stay, stay in connection. And apparently, as far as dementia, the wait list was like 16 months to see a doctor. So by then, you, someone could have a very significant, significant cognitive decline in 16 months. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, are you targeting Happy Talks to like older people with dementia or any kind of um, like special segment of older people or is it any, or does it have to even be old people? <laughs> in the future, we would love to talk to absolutely everyone. Yeah. But in, in maintaining our initial focus, it is truly those that are in assisted living facilities or continuing care facilities okay. so, um, so that we can help the burden as well with the caregivers that are in that particular segment. So it's like labor is already really tough. And then if you already have someone who needs to make rounds yeah. and you have Carolyn who's in bed too, who just won't let the nurse go, <laughs> <laughs> kind of throws everything off. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, and there's a cost associated with that because you mentioned something along the lines of $6 billion, something like that? So the, oh, as far as the, uh, yes, so social isolation, yeah. yes, Medicare associates social isolation with a $6.7 billion cost. So they attribute it to like $132 extra per person that's on Medicare that monthly a cost that's associated with that. So whether that's additional care, nursing care assistants, um, they are directly making that association with it. Huh. Neat. And that's from AARP. I'm, yeah. not, dropping, I'm not dropping your fake stats here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So uh, I think that helps us uh, establish the need um, yeah. and kind of the opportunity but how is the how does the service like actually work? Yeah, so we will call the loved one, or they can call us on a one eight hundred number, and okay. because we we don't want it to be uh, to have a technological barrier, so they can call very easily, get connected, and they will actually just be round robin to different people. We don't want people to get too attached to one person. They can say oh. who their favorites are, but we want to make sure that they they can definitely tell us their preferences. Maybe they prefer. They want to talk to a middle-aged man or, you know, uh, uh -oh. um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, watch out, Suzette. No, yeah. uh, but, you know, they, whatever their preferences are, we will definitely note those preferences, but they will rotate around and we have our notes as well to make sure that we're following up on things that they're saying. Um, but it's a half an hour call and it's a subscription service. So it's four check-ins as well as a, uh, we're, we will be incorporating a weekly group call as well with oh. people from all over. So that will be probably late summer that will add that component. Uh, but they'll just, they just have their calls and we talk. Okay. So let's say I am an old person yes. in, a, in an assisted living yes. and I call the number. Uh -huh. Like how to, what happens? So someone on the other side picks up the phone. 
Yes. And then I get to talk about whatever I want, or is there like you a... You talk about whatever you want. So if you're calling, say, hey, Jerome, it's, it's Christian with Happy Talks. How are you doing today? And you're saying, yeah, I'm doing good. Like, is there anything on your mind today you want to talk about? And then usually, boom, it just goes off. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> And then, yeah, I just, you just sit back, you just, you just listen. So there's yeah. no, like, if I have a branch that's come down, uh, I'm even like, you can't know, they can't tell at home, but I'm like adopting the, like the Bernie Sanders position. Like I'm hunched over, <laughs> <laughs> arms are, <You> are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Christian, this branch has come down. Like, are, is anyone going to take action on your side? Or is it just like, you're li- literally just there to listen? So we're there to listen, but in our notes back to the facility and the loved one, we are saying, hey, uh, Suzette said there's a branch down. You may want to check this out. So, so there's we're a relation- really relaying those things that yeah. could be problems or challenges. And you said to the facility and to the loved one. So yes. um, what, go- what do you report back to the facility? And then what is it that you report back to the loved one? And are they the same or are they different? It's pretty, um, it's pretty much the same, but one thing, and we haven't seen this yet, but we're, we are, we understand that sometimes people taking their medication is Mm. a challenge. So we hope in the future that we can tell people like, Hey, did you take your medicine today? And so in our notes, the assisted living center, we would say, Carolyn said she took her medicine today. Now Carolyn may not be telling us the truth, but that particular part about the medicine would not go to the loved one. It's really with the loved one, they were in good spirits or they're a little down. You should give them a call. Um, here's a conversation point for you. Uh, she won bingo and she's super excited. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> Have you, um, okay. So the happy talks would report back to me about my parent or grandparent or whomever. Yes. Um, and then it kind of sounds like there's like a little prompt for me to call my grandmother. <laughs> They're like, your grandmother won bingo. Call your grandmother. It is, because we also want to be a conversation point, because then you actually don't have to hear the entire story about how she won bingo. Yeah. We'll take that part off of you, but you just congratulating her. I'm sure there will be some sense of pride that she has that, that my grandson knew. He knew that I won bingo. He's proud of me. And, you know, then you can share something in your life. And so we really want it to be a catalyst for more conversations and, and, and better listening because it's really a, it's a lost art. It's, it's an art. And that's exactly why too, our, uh, our people who serve our members, they do not work more than five hours a day because you cannot actively listen for eight hours. It's just, you'll go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't want nuts employees. Oh, no, oh. No, no, no. <laughs> That's really interesting. Um, I also, I think, appreciate that the it's really wonderful for the older loved one to have that connection. But I also think the person who is um, engaging in your services, possibly paying for your services, uh, they also benefit when they have a connection with their loved one as well. I know when I call my grandmother as uh infrequently as it is I, I always leave in better spirits I always I think yeah. I learn something um and it's yep. kind of silly that I don't call her more often as uh as frequently as like I reference her on this podcast <laughs> but you know one of the things is though I think it comes down to again just 
not whether you have kids. I think they should almost change the sandwich generation term around. Mm. We just have so many things. Like you have your podcast, you have your fellowship, you have all these different things that vie for your time and that you know will take you five hours here out of yeah. the week, 10 hours here out of the week, 20 hours here. So, you know, you remember your, your conversations with your grandma and you're like, oh my gosh, it's so funny, whatever. And you do not realize that it's been three weeks. It's yeah. very easy to look up and, and not realize that you haven't talked to someone in three weeks. I agree with you. I agree with you. I'm, I'm so happy you're not here in person to check on my phone to see the last <laughs> time I called my grandmother. <laughs> I'm like, turn that phone around. <laughs> I also appreciate that it's you're not like guilting people into no. calling their grandparents or, or for me, it's grandparents. I'm saying grandparents over and over and over again because I need to call my grandparents. <laughs> yeah, we really want to be a compliment to your life. Like we yeah. really look at ourselves as a life buffer. We understand you're so busy and we just want to be that just compliment. Like we know you love your grandma. So we just want to like bring that happiness to her that she associates with you because she knows that like, Oh, look at this. My, my grandson either having the service or he knows yeah. about what's going on from the service. It's reported back. Like there's still a connection and that's what's, that's what's important. That's what we want. Now, uh, before we go to coffee break, it sounds like um, you're more up and running than I was aware of. There's an Instagram. You've got policies in place around how often employees can work already. <laughs> so, you're a work in progress. <laughs> you're a work in progress. Have there been any early success stories um, from Happy Talks that you'd be able to share with us? Yeah, I think... Um... The biggest one right now would probably be something that is is more so the self-realization of family members. Mm. I think that's the biggest thing because, again, people think that they've talked to their loved ones. And I think the, the self-realization that, oh, I haven't. And mm -hmm. it's not that it's intentional. It's not that there's any type of an iota of malice or whatever. It's just a matter of time. And, and, and I think that's the biggest thing that just seeing people say, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like <laughs> that slip. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the self-actualization is like the, the biggest thing. And I, I think that's been a real gift and we just can't wait to, to have more members so that we can see how their lives are impacted and really quantify that. Yeah. Oh, yay. I'm glad we're doing this. Okay. <laughs> Let's take a coffee break, come right back, and we'll have more great conversation with Christian Ross from Happy Talks. We are straight like wiggling and no one can see us. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> hey, everybody. Bivalent boosters are now available. You can schedule your appointment through your primary care physician. Or if you're in Minnesota, you can go to the state-run vaccination sites at the Mall of America in Duluth, St. Paul, Rochester, and Moorhead. Disability accommodations are available upon request at those state-run sites. Right now, most people are not up to date on their boosters, and we need to turn that around as we go into the cold season. Please get boosted. You do not want COVID-19. It's just not worth the risk. Okay, let's get back to the conversation. Welcome back, everybody. We are here with Christian Ross 
uh, founder and chief happiness officer of Happy Talks on social media at Our Happy Talks. Uh, we had a really fun coffee break where um, Christian referenced a recent article that ties in to a question that I was waiting to ask about uh, regarding like the ideal customer. Because I really feel like in this conversation, I've just, I've literally been thinking about me and my grandparents this whole time. <laughs> and there are other people out there, others out in the world. And so, you know, who is your ideal customer? Like when you were developing the service, uh, who were you thinking about then at the beginning and like over time? Uh, what are, who are these other, these other humans, presumably only humans yes. uh, that will be leveraging your service? Aliens need not apply. I mean, um, okay, I don't want to interrupt you, but I might, you might have a business for like people who want to call their dogs or their pets. Oh people my gosh. <laughs> Just letting you know. That would actually be amazing. I have so many things to say to dogs too. Like, so many things. When I, one thing I've noticed, and we will, we will get back to that ideal customer, but relating to talking to dogs, like uh, I was just out of town in DC. Uh, my husband did not really call me. Uh, we would just text or what have you. It's fine. You know, it was only a couple of days. When he goes out of town and I'm here with the dog, I get calls like in the morning and at the afternoon, in the evening. And it's like a very quick, hey, how you doing? Is the dog okay? <laughs> what toy is he playing with? <laughs> like, good. Guess what? I'm even better. Right, right. <laughs> Okay, happy talks, ideal customer. Yeah, so when, when I first thought about the idea, it was truly um, just people's grandparents. And again, hearing those, hearing those stories and knowing like I have a personal friend who her, her grandmother, all of her friends have passed away. Mm. So, you know, she just goes out to talk to people. So it's, it's almost, we know that time will come but it's something I would have never even thought about that someone would lose their entire friend group. Yeah. And, you know, so I thought about, I thought about her. I just thought about all these people who they are so vibrant and it's literally like their light is being dimmed because they don't have people to interact with and people mm -hmm. just to talk with. And I always joke with people cause they're like, Christian, you have all these adventures. And I'm like, no, I just eat out a lot. Um, okay. <laughs> <my adventures? laughs> I just go to fabulous restaurants. You do. Um, I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love a good steak. Um, sorry, vegetarians. But like, so my ideal customer is really that person who's like, who's socially isolated or maybe, you know, they could, they could be around people, but still be lonely. Yeah. And, and I think people forget about that. Like you can be around a lot of people, but are you lonely? Are you really like gaining energy and feeling things from those people around you? Or are you just there? Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking about that, but then I really thought impact, impactful wise, like I think, not I think, I know that for me and our business, assisted living centers, facilities, it allows us to reach a larger group. And so we're able to have more impact and then we can see down the road really being B2C business to consumer where we can get your subscription and you can get signed up, but we really want to be able to help like a collective point. And then hopefully those families will be 
so engaged and just happy that they will end up referring their friends who may have a loved one that's just at home, aging in place. So uh, that is our roadmap for the future. Right now, we're definitely looking for that that collective, that assisted living center, that continuing care center. And in the future, too, we see cancer centers uh, because I've talked to a cancer chaplain who I said, okay, you're a chaplain. No matter what age, race, whatever, uh, belief system, what is the number one thread through it all? And Mm -hmm. she said, no one wants to feel like a burden. And so part of not feeling like a burden is also talking to people about what you're going through. And so, you know, I can see that in our future of just making sure that we are listening ear for cancer patients and what they're going through. Um, I think you also made reference to uh, an article that had some really interesting information about uh, like the American population in general. Um, Yeah. Apparently we're all getting older. We, we are, right? Much older. <laughs> Much older. It was a very interesting article in uh, the Wall Street Journal in February. And it was just stating that, hey, before you would have a 50-year-old taking care of their 75-year-old parent. And now it's an 80-year-old taking yeah. care of their 100-year-old parent or their 105-year-old parent. And that was just like mind-blowing to me because... The reality is, I mean, whether you're looking on social media or the news or whatever, you are constantly seeing people turn 190. Like it mm-hmm. is nothing. They are here. My uncle Calvin, he he's turning 91 in a few months. And my God, put that man in the car, he will go to the casino. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a fun guest. <laughs> oh, he is. <laughs> Okay. Oh, I don't know. I feel like um, when I was when I was drinking coffee on your service and thinking about your ideal customer, um, you know, in my mind, I did not have necessarily the uh, B to um, home oh, assisted yeah. living in my mind. Yeah. I was thinking like my neighbor whose parents live in. Um, Singapore, right? And how they communicate with their parents, let's say. Uh, And that was was, like, when I tell you that was my initial, and that's why I know we are going to get there. Yeah. And my goal is to really be there by the end of the year. I would love to be there by the end of the year because it's really so many people are dealing with caregiving situations Mm -hmm. and, um, and whether it's the caregiver that wants to talk to someone or they just need a break for a minute and they mm-hmm. want that person that they're taking care of to talk to someone, um, we definitely understand the relief that's needed. The, um, the I would say stress, but I, I'd say it's stress and love because yeah. people who are caregivers, it's, it's love that keeps them going and it's yeah. an appreciation for that person. So it's, it's definitely a stress, but it's a stress and love. So we definitely want to help those people who are in that particular situation. We, we know there's a huge need. And I was actually with someone earlier uh, who specifically deals with, I think it's caregiving.com. And, hmm. uh, it, we were just talking about just that segment 
And so, yeah, I will be there. Don't you worry. <laughs> You're just out here, here plugincaregiving.com for free, Christian. I, I'm sorry. You know what? I just thought about that. It might not be.com. It might not be.com. <laughs> Speaking of that business lens, you know, you had, um, you have this amazing idea. It's even farther along, um, than I thought it was. And again, from your Instagram, I was able to see that, um, you vetted this idea through a lot of what looked like a lot of people, um, over a pretty extensive amount of time. Can you just talk a little bit about, go about that process? from like ideation to execution. Uh, I think it'd be interesting. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely been a journey. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I, I thought of it and uh, I was just like, huh, let me investigate and I started talking some more. And so it, it's consistent customer discovery every month. Like whenever I have an opportunity to talk to someone new, um, I always want their insights. I always want to know their perspective. Um, and like the young lady I was referencing before, she does not work for that particular organization, okay. but she um, she has her own business and what she does, and she was a caregiver. So when she was explaining her experience, her parents have since passed away, but she was just explaining that, you know, people just don't understand. And that's what she just kept saying. Like, mm -hmm. people just don't understand. And then someone else was talking about, oh, well, I have my... A girlfriend is now in a situation with her stepmother, her mother, and her father, all three at the same time. Uh, and so she's trying to navigate, and he's basically like, I need you to understand this is your world now. Like, it's going to be an adjustment. So I just keep having conversations, and then I was like, where can I get support from? And I previously was in Atlanta Tech Village, and uh, I've definitely seen some massive startups that have now reached, like, $3 billion valuations. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and have gotten great investment. They've created wonderful companies. And, uh, I was like, let me go back there because that's the place to vet and really see. And so I went through their pre accelerator and, uh, I went through four months of going through different classes and workshops about market fit and product product, mm -hmm. uh, just, creating a product, product offerings. And so I did all of that. And then um, I was just accelerated, excuse me, accepted to a new cohort actually this week that oh. I start tomorrow. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> yay. So Congratulations. I'm, thank you. So I'm excited because it's going to build off of that and everything I've done since I graduated from that in November. And so yeah. now it's like three, four months since then and now going into something new. It's, it's going to be another intense process. It's going to help me understand better how to frame uh, go-to-market strategy and uh, just creating that framework of metrics in order to help build the company. So I'm really excited about that that strategic and that tactical approach that I'll be able to learn. So you, um, are you able to tell us maybe like kind of how the business looked before you got involved with the tech village and maybe um, some aspects of the business now that kind of are the result of going through that vetting process? Oh, for sure. Before I was like a lost little puppy, just roaming around <laughs> the um, with all my notebooks. And oh, list sure. makers out there, I am a list maker. So I had a lot of lists.
list. I had a, I was reading a lot of blogs. I was listening to a lot of podcasts, and and just trying to see. Okay, I I'm, I'm doing this. I can see this. I, this this is whatever I've looked at has taught me this. And so it was really so much of just notes and reaching out to people. And the program gave me a process of understanding just how important customer discovery is and mm-hmm. that it is really a living, breathing, fluid organism that you have to keep. You have to keep researching your customer. You have to keep understanding their problems and their challenges. Um, so before, I would say I kind of thought I was like, interviews and done. And now I understand that it is, it's a constant. So I am constantly making sure to frame that even into my day. Um, and two, I would say my business formation, like changing my business formation, as well as, um, really understanding the importance of strategic partnerships and how Mm -hmm. to create those strategic partnerships, what to look for. So those were, I had so many takeaways, but, um, it really, I know that I left the program with a very strong business foundation. So one of the reasons I was curious about that question is because um, in our emails and everyone, there were a lot of emails between <laughs> Christian and myself. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it was a lot of scrolling at times. Um, you articulated the goal for Happy Talks. And it was, I was like, oh, this is like a strong like thesis statement. It was like our goal is to affect to affect health outcomes, delay cognitive declines. I don't know why I can't talk, um, and keep families in touch. And I was like, boom, boom, boom. Christian is on it, but I know how much of a talker Christian is. So at some point in the way, there was some training. Yes. Oh yeah. I mean, I. It's so interesting because I've just learned so much. So being in real estate for over 15 years, I know real estate inside and out. And I actually had an email introduction today that someone said, Christian knows more real estate than I've forgotten. And so like, I agree with that. I was like, that's interesting. That's an interesting take. And, but now I have just this, this absolute hunger and uh, to just know more about how we're aging, what's going on, what even learning that every hospital, how they're training doctors is different now because they understand that Mm. there's so much data. How can we incorporate AI into how we service and make decisions for healthcare? How do we make it more equitable, um, the care? And, and it's, it's fascinating to see the landscape changing, but it's also too, one of those that's kind of stuck in his ways. But so it's like an interesting balance of seeing things going forward but still kind of staying the same but the reality is is there's more and more people coming into healthcare or just creating startups that are kind of healthcare adjacent like we are we we do not have to comply with hipaa or any of those guidelines uh we are truly there as a service so um yeah it's it's interesting it's i'm really heartened to hear that um in your sphere you are uh seeing people in the healthcare system being more cognizant of the equity issues within the system. I, um, I chair the public health advisory committee for the city of Minneapolis. And, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of funny to me because I am not a healthcare professional, (laughs) Um, but I I chair a committee of like 15 healthcare professionals who are are like, because you have an outside perspective. Yeah. Yeah. things an outside perspective of like well why are you doing it that way right 
That's my whole role, I feel like. Aside from like organizing the meetings and the agendas, I'm just like, I ask like these questions that are like, well, <laughs> what if you just didn't do that? And then you follow the thread, right? Because there's always like, yeah. uh, well, because of this. I was like, oh, what if that changes? What if that changes? Yeah. Um, and so it's really, uh, it's, it's interesting work. And they are constrained in what they can do in a way that you will not be as a service provider. Yeah. Um, and so that'll be, it'll be really interesting to see if you are able to somehow make the system more equitable uh, through your offerings. Oh, I definitely, oh, go I ahead. definitely want to. And, and, you know, just thinking about too with, we want to be able to also give back. So like, okay, if someone can afford the service, there's a lot of assisted living centers where the population makes like $13,000 a year, $17,000. They're below the poverty line. So we still want to make sure we're serving them, um, you know, through our impact programs. I was just thinking about like if, uh, if someone called and they were, they, you know, not necessarily complaining about the branch, but complaining about their treatment. Um, maybe not in the facility, but out on like a, a doctor's visit or what have you, um, and how infrequently we're able to act on those. Like as, as my grandmother's son, I know I'm going back to my grandparents again. Like I, I call, I'm so infrequently in, in contact that if she were to tell me that something happened, it wouldn't be, it would have been for like six weeks, six yeah. weeks ago or eight weeks ago. Yeah. Whereas if she um, had your service and like quote unquote reported this to your person and you were set up to let me know that this thing happened, you know, it's not necessarily like your grandmother won bingo, but it's more yeah. like, hey, you actually really need to call your grandmother and, and like help her take care of some things that need to get taken care of. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And, and that's the thing too, because, you know, when you think about, like I said, going back to the, the cancer center pages, they don't want to be a burden. That's exactly how mm -hmm. our elders feel too. They don't want to, they don't want to feel like a burden. And you're like, you're not a burden. I love you. It's, it's, I, I absolutely love you. It's literally just this, this triangle of everything around you during yeah. the day. That's, yeah. that's just taking you all different places. And you say, oh, I'll call her later. And that's right. what we do. I'll call her later. Right. Um, now, I did interrupt you with a different thought, with my own thought, but you had been talking about giving back to caregivers. And I think you mentioned, uh, is it an initiative or an, did you say impact fund? What, what was that? Oh. <laughs> so, so we um, we actually have a person on our team who she heads up impact. That's and what she is doing. That is that is exactly what her goal is. And whether it's we're sponsoring a party at an assisted living center oh. or that, you know, we're sending our happy boxes each quarter. Like we we really want to have impact to those who can afford our service and to those who can't. You know, to people who may the price, especially thinking about real estate where you have a lot of the prices are going up. You have a lot of homeowners who may not be able to pay their taxes. Mm -hmm. um, they didn't know they could file for like a, a senior homestead exemption. Um, and, and so we want to be able to educate and just empower and, and support uh, the community. And so we are so excited about ways to give back. And yeah. so it's funny because my advisor's like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I'm like, it's my heart. Don't worry. 
like, yeah, I haven't yeah. even run the numbers. Yeah. It's like, you have to make more money first. I'm like, we will. We will because we are going to help impact people's lives. And so we will. So have you sent out happy boxes to anyone yet? We have not sent out. We okay. actually just designed our happy box. So we have uh, not sent out happy boxes, but we're really excited to, um, with our members, just learn yeah. more about what they like so that we can put that in the boxes that make them more personalized every time they come to them. Oh, okay. Now that's going to be tough to scale. <laughs> like, no, we, so we don't think it will be actually because okay. we're, we just kind of feel like, hey, if you like a certain game, like we, we're, it's basically kind of like you pick these gifts and you put them in. So it'll, it'll be a assembly line. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, I would, you know, we, we've been talking for a while and you didn't mention those. I'd move that up. <laughs> yes, yes, you're right, you're right, you're right. That's really nice. Like, cause I, I would love, uh, I'm just obsessed with, call, I'm going to have to call my grandmother after this podcast. Um, <laughs> I would love to know. I would love to know that she's getting gifts though. You know? Right. But see, yeah. that, so we have not done this yet. This is just on in my mind of what sure. I would love to do is that we can also send cards on behalf of you, whether it's a thinking of you card and, you know, yeah. from your grandson. So it's another additional piece of mail. It's another just something to brighten someone's day. Like, yeah. Yes. I want smiles. I want smiles all over America. This is beautiful. What a wonderful, wonderful company that you have. Uh, I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm, <laughs> my grandmother's not in an assisted living, so we can't sign up yet. Um, and it's, is that the we'll only make an way? For you. We'll... <gasps> Gasp. <laughs> and seriously, if, if someone is really interested in a, like their particular parent, please go to happytalks.co.co. And uh, we have an apply now. You can actually apply for your loved one to be considered. That was literally the next question. I was like, so how, how does it work? How do we sign up? What do we do? <laughs> so that's fantastic. Um, okay. If you are interested, if you are an individual interested in Happy Talks, uh, happytalks.co. Correct. Fabulous. All right. Well, let's take a quick coffee break. All and be right. right back, Christian. are back with Christian Ross of Happy Talks all over social media at Our Happy Talks. And uh, uh, we're at the final thought portion of our conversation, um, which is always like bittersweet to me, you know, but it's like an opportunity <laughs> to make sure everyone leaves with what you uh, came to bring to bring to them. But it also means we're getting close to the end, and I don't want it to end yet. <laughs> no, me neither. It's been so much fun. We've just been smiling and laughing. It's great. Yes, yes, I was telling you, my cheeks hurt. <laughs> this has been a very happy talk for me. <laughs> so, Christian, is there um, a message, one message? You could have two if you want, uh, that you want to make sure the audience takes away from our conversation today. Yeah, my message is just uh, remember that the actions that you take uh, with your loved ones, they don't have to be big. People just want you to show up. People just want you to listen. And people just want to know you care. So whether you, uh, one thing I know that I always do, especially grandparents and parents, they're 
they're in super text mode now. So you can text them very easily. That's true. When, when you're thinking about them and you're saying, I'm going to call them later, just shoot off a text really quick and just say, I love you. That will put a smile on their face that will last for absolute days. So just remember those actions don't have to be big and magical and grand. The small things really, really matter. That is a wonderful message. Uh, and for a grandson like me that has been neglectful for so long, <laughs> I should just go ahead and send that text. And maybe I'll do that right after this conversation. Yes. Yay. And then for a follow up, how can people support this wonderful, uh, engaging, disrupting in the positive way business of yours? <laughs> yeah, so I would definitely love to connect on social. Personally, I'm at Christian Sold It. So I'd love to connect on social, hear your stories about how you're either a caregiver, the experience of caring for an older person in your life, the things that you're hearing. Um, and, you know, forwarding that happytalks.co uh, website. And also, too, if you are looking to, uh, you know, invest in a business that's making a social impact, we are definitely looking for investors and grants. So we would love to have a conversation. Yes. Let's make some old people very happy. Yes! <laughs> love Oh, Christian, this has been great. Thank you so much for taking the time to come up here and like reconnect with me because it's been a while and to tell me about this business, which is uh, pretty dope. I'm really Thank excited you. about it. Thank you so much for having me. I'm just, I'm just so excited. I'm so happy to be here. Yay. Okay. As soon as you are um, a big, huge success, don't forget about us little people here. At I won't. Coffee. I won't. I promise I won't. Anyone who reaches out to me, don't worry. I won't forget you either. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Christian, and thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time.